Tonight's podcast, well, it's actually the afternoon. Uh, this afternoon's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Are they still in business? Give them a call and find out. Uh, if you need buttons, bottle openers, mirrors, and magnets, give Adam Stimpy Jones a call at 281-798-1996. Promote your shit. Don't spend a lot of money and uh, get some quality stuff. You can also email info at LoneStarButtons.com to get a quote on your order. Uh, use the secret, secret coupon code. I want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Do you live in Texas? Do you have a roof over your head? <laughs> these are questions we're asking these days. Uh, if you have a home, automobile, uh, horse and carriage, uh, if you need flood insurance, give Jess a call at 281-607-5263. She will give you a... Awesome quote on a amazing policy. I don't know how to sell this shit. It's been a while. Uh, we're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. If you need some uh, unique gifts um, or art or, you know, if you just want to look fancy and buy some jewelry. If you want to educate yourself or de-educate yourself, buy some zines. Uh, it's at etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's Treasure. That's D-E-S-T-R-O-S, Treasure. Today I'm here with Jose. I I have no nickname for you. Do we? I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have. The Kegmeister? <laughs> <Don't fucking, laughs> he doesn't make beer by the kegs. He makes beer by the bottle. Special. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're here with Jose. So uh, here we go. Well, damn, Jose, just got thrown into the fire. Thanks for coming. Yeah, man, no problem. I, uh, we lost Brennan, guys. We lost Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brennan's just doing other stuff, and uh, Jose was kind enough to fill in. Uh, he did great last episode he was on, so I was like, I'm going to call him. He's the first guy I called, and he's the first guy that said yes. So thank you for coming in. Anytime, man. Jose Tapia. Look him up. He makes beer. <laughs> I don't know. You, what you am I doing? Find much if you look, yeah. What am I? Oh yeah, that's true. I won't find much if I look myself up either. <laughs> um, my nickname was Google Me uh, <laughs> when I was dating, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you won't find much now. Um, <laughs> what's up, dude? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Short notice. It's Tuesday. It's my day off. Short. Two weeks. Short notice. Either this or wash clothes. You know, it sound like a lot more fun. Well, uh, yeah, you might. Still need to wash clothes yeah, when definitely. you get home. But, still, uh, still have to go to work tomorrow. Thanks for sitting with me for an hour or so. Uh, Whoa, an hour? <laughs> well, we're going to try for an hour. I don't know. Um, what's up, man? Much, you said you were uh, enter entering some beer into a competition. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, with this whole COVID stuff, the uh, these, these homebrew competitions have been mostly canceled. Uh, they just kind of here and there some will pop up but you know it's kind of hard to, to judge these beers when you got to be in a room full of people and you can't be <laughs> you can't be uh you know around people so how are you supposed to judge these things and compare notes yeah so they just kind of canceled a lot of it but it looks like uh 
next year. I don't know if they got something in place, if they got, I don't know, maybe they're building barriers in between people or something. Hmm. But either way, a lot of competitions come back next year. They're kind of uh, just moving stuff around. So they dropped the email the other day, just kind of put it out through the uh, homebrew community and said, hey, we're doing this competition. And I think within within 24 hours, it was full. It just takes about a week or two for this thing to, to fill up because nobody's doing anything right now. Everybody's yeah. just brewing. You go to the homebrew shop and it's just full. Dude. And they're just busy because everyone's working on their hobbies right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because you don't know, like, you don't know what's going to happen when things loosen up a little bit. Like people have been doing their thing in their houses Mm -hmm. and like there, there could be this explosion of like creativity and like all this new shit coming out. Yeah. Left and right. I read something about that. They're saying how people, uh, a lot of people, you know, they take these jobs like chasing money. Yeah. And they got these high paying jobs or whatever. And then COVID hits and they lost their jobs. So they're going back to what they actually wanted to do. Maybe they wanted to cook or, you know, do art or whatever it is. And since they have the time now, so they start working on this stuff. And they're like, you know, I don't think I want to be an investment banker. Yeah. I want to design, you know, Hallmark cards or some crap. You know, it's like, yeah, they just kind of, a lot of things are going back that way. So it's, I don't know, it'd be interesting. And it seems like people that, that still go to office jobs, those offices are running with fewer people yeah. now anyway. Yeah, so, definitely. like, most people are, I mean, a lot of people are telecommuting. Like, yeah, there's really no reason for most people to go into a job anymore. Yeah, my sister is a, uh, she's an accountant for a credit union. And uh, I don't think she's been to her office in, like, six months, if not longer. Wow. And she still works every day. She just gets up, gets on her laptop. Only thing she puts on clothes. She just stays in her pajamas and... <laughs> Plays with their dogs. I, I'm sitting TV, in. You know? I'm sitting here in pajama bottoms right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I put something on because I came here, <laughs> and and uh, I was on the clock this morning, and I'll be on the clock later. Still in pajama bottoms. Why not, dude? Uh, do it, do it. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, you're you're doing this uh, beer competition, mm-hmm. and you said you were. So what do the judges do? Like, are they? Do they do the uh, Catholic Church thing where they wipe off the edge of the glass and like take turns drinking? <laughs> no, no. You know, so, so I've judged myself too, and I'll, I'll go and volunteer and help judge, especially when it's my club doing it, and okay. uh, just to, just to help fill in, kind of kind of helps everything go faster because you all have like three hundred, four hundred entries. Yeah, and uh, so we kind of break it up into categories. You know, you got your lighter ones, your darker ones, kind of whatever. Then from there, you kind of get down from you got your you go through all of them and you get down to like the semifinals and the finals and whatever. And you kind of just like any other competition, right? So it takes quite a few, takes, takes quite a bit of manpower to, to get that going. And so, so I've done it before and I'll go and I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll pair me up with like a, like a experienced judge. It's like a class you can take. And I've taken the course. I've just never taken the test and you can go and like, you just kind of became a beer nerd. You just, you know, it's really not that difficult because wow. there's, I, I could pull up the, profile of a beer right now and be like you taste this this and this yes or no <laughs> and huh. then you just kind of write notes like you, you know because there's it's unless you're one of those people that just are really really into it you're not gonna so you don't have to like style. it you just have to taste it yeah actually what works best is if it's a beer you don't like if you take a beer style that you don't like you're gonna judge it a lot better because if it's huh. something you like and you're drinking and that's one of the things like if you turn up in a beer you can't judge your own category that's just not fair <laughs> man know? i would be the best judge ever because i only like like really light beer like yeah well, lawn, there you go like uh saint arnold's lawnmower mm-hmm. i used to drink that and Coors light and that's <laughs> like well, see, the best shit i ever like tasted. i hate drinking belgians i just hate that weird funkiness they uh-huh. have to it and it makes me a really good beer judge because for that category because i drink it or excuse me 
So I'll sit there and I'll drink it, and I'm like, okay, it has that funky flavor that I hate. Okay, <laughs> it has this and it has that. You can like really find that profile mm-hmm. because I'm not like, oh, this one's good. I'm not comparing it to something I already like. Yeah. You know, like you like if you drink a like a lawnmower and you drink another beer that's kind of like a lawnmower, you're gonna be like, mm, I like that lawnmower more <laughs> one more than this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh-huh. if you drink something you hate. You're not going to compare it to anything. You're yeah, going to yeah. go strictly off the guidelines. That's interesting. Yeah. Man. And it's That's like, so really I actually, when I have to like mentally prepare myself to drink a bunch of beers, I'm not going to like, mm-hmm. but it makes me judge them better, you know? Mm. And I'm just like, this is disgusting. It's <laughs> been <laughs> all day drinking things I hate. That's a real but job. You get a bottle and then you, if you got two or three people, usually about all you really need for, for one style. I'll pour myself a little glass. You pour yourself a little glass, like a little, just little plastic cups. Mm-hmm. You sit there, you know, take a little drink, swash it around, spit it out. If you want to do that, you just swallow it. <laughs> and uh, whatever, and then you just kind of pick up whatever notes. And then is it supposed to be there? Is it not supposed to be there? More of this, less of that, whatever. And then you just kind of critique it. You score points in each, like flavor, aroma, kind of everything. And then you add everything up at the end. Whoever gets the most points wins. Have you ever tasted rat poison? Um, no, not right point. Not that I know of, at least. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure at one point in time I might have. So I might have slipped it in my drink. Imagine some terrorist is listening to this show, and uh, let's not think about that. <laughs> oh, well, uh, now I'm, right, well, that's it. I'm no longer judging beers. <laughs> Just like that. Nice. Uh, what else? What else? I mean, this this time we're living in, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's freaking nuts. Uh, so before the show went on hiatus again, uh, there was a certain election that happened. Uh, yeah. And uh, hey, guess what? It's still going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you want to say about it, but uh, I'm I'm not a fan of either one of them. <laughs> oh, me either. I, I can definitely say that. I, I don't think like either one. So I don't know. I kind of think we're screwed either way. I definitely think with Trump, things <clears throat> things changed. Yes. Um, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think a difference was made in your life and in my life. Yes. And in most people's lives, uh, he actually affected it in one way or another. Whereas previous presidents, kind of everything just was like status quo. Mm-hmm. Nothing really changed yeah, a whole lot. Um, and, uh, when Biden gets in office, I, re- I mean, even he said fundamentally nothing will change. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think most people are looking for stability anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Yeah. I've, I've read some, uh, I've like, I've read and I've seen some interviews and stuff with people like, uh, military guys and they're like, well, I will tell you this since, uh, Trump's been here, I haven't been deployed. Like I've been in the military for like 15 years and I've always, I've been deployed under every president until Trump came. Yeah. And so uh, if that's a big thing to you, then, you know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> but then, uh, Biden and a lot of that is, is cause of oil. Cause we were drilling our own oil. Like, I don't think fracking is really a good thing. It screws up a lot of stuff, you know, especially the environment, but then we're kind of dependent on ourselves, which is good. And I think with Biden coming back in here, I think we are going to end up going back. I think we're going to go back to war because now we're going to go have to fight somebody and take their oil. And then, yeah, he has you know. he has uh, said some things against mm-hmm. the oil industry, which is you know it worries me. Um, 
Because with energy independence, America's actually in control yeah. of a lot of stuff. Because, yes. I mean, we can always threaten to crash another country's sure income. I mean, they're, most, of, most of the people we're at odds with, their primary source of income is energy. So Yeah. Especially being we're actually where we live <laughs> in a really good spot if we make our own. Yeah, because we, I mean, that's that's better than a nuclear weapon is to flood a market with oil, you know, yep. or natural gas. So, I guess we'll see. Yep, we'll see. Uh, how long do you think Biden has? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I'm kind of like I. I don't know if the guy's actually gonna do anything. If he's just gonna kind of sit back and be like, "Okay, Camilla." <laughs> You got it from here, right? Yeah. I'm going to go watch the Matlock. You know, um, this <laughs> Matlock. Man, uh, it's really interesting to see people get so invigorated for Biden. Mm-hmm. Like, the numbers, they don't make sense to me because I don't like the guy. Yeah. But apparently, he got more votes than Obama. Yeah, and like, like, he was, like, blowing them out the water in some states, some yeah. counties. He was like, I saw a lot of that. I was like, holy crap. But I wonder, are people actually voting for him because they really like him that much? Or are they voting for him because he's not Trump? Uh, Probably both. You know what I mean? Well, I mean... Because the... Uh, what was it with, with Trump I think and Trump makes him look a lot more appealing as yeah. a president. <laughs> but... Because uh, like with Trump and Hillary, like that, the turnout was not very good. Weren't those numbers like really low? Yeah. And yeah. then this one, they're like record-breaking numbers. Like right. one of the highest it's been in like what, 30, 40 years well, or something. Well, nobody wants to go out and vote. Like yeah. this whole mail-in ballot thing is what... That made it easier? I mean... You could just sit at home. Americans are... We should just do it like uh, like The Voice or like American Idol does. And you just like text in your vote. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, they, uh, they count yeah. those votes in like... like between commercial breaks and they're yeah. done they know well, who the I mean, nothing's is. on the line i mean <laughs> you know like why not it's it's Most not that important a smartphone now um yeah i guess it's a little more important than who wins the million dollar contract yeah <laughs> yeah who gives a shit uh yeah it was just i don't know man it it's so fascinating to watch the process happen and the people's reaction to it yeah because i'm 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 a student of people like i'll i'll watch pretty much anybody do anything (laughs) once at least once (laughs) uh and that's in all areas like i don't want to see like the dark shit uh more than once or in general (laughs) i mean like you know sometimes i'll set myself up for failure and like you know i'll be like oh come on it can't be that bad and then it's way worse than i thought but uh you know there there's a lot of uh you know people do interesting things um there's a lot of smart people i i especially enjoyed watching the media because i really i mean the cia has wrecked what we see on tv yeah (laughs) because that shit is not the truth at all i've seen blatant lying Mm -hmm. uh by the news and uh i don't even watch the news anymore because of that no i don't i I don't remember last time i turned and i found i found several sources to watch that are you know uncorrupted and they're all on youtube yeah because any of these alphabet channels no uh-huh. it's you all you can't fucking trust i mean i'm not a fan of fox i'm not a fan of cnn they both like lie mm-hmm. and twist things till they're unrecognizable as truth because yeah. uh i've just seen so many examples it's crazy it is crazy 
and what I think they get away with. What I think is crazy is that you got people on both sides that sit there and they're like, oh, Fox News is the greatest. They're the ones that tell the truth. And like, oh, CNN's the greatest. They're the ones that tell the truth. I'm like, they're both just lying to your face and you don't yeah. even see it. It's just a different side of the lie. <laughs> and it, you know, it's as far as like uh, people that hate Trump or like Trump, the media has a huge responsibility to tell the truth. Yes. And they don't. They but, don't. But when you lie about the president, especially someone as, you know, unlikable as this guy, you are creating a victim. Yeah. And people, you're like, you have, you know, most people are going to cheer you on and say, hey, awesome, I hate him too, you know? But there's some people that are like, you know, they're really fucking lying about this guy. And I don't like my president being lied about. Yeah. I don't care who he is. I, I agree with that. Like, and, even if I don't like the guy, you shouldn't be spreading this type of stuff. And should, I, that just blatant lies. And the same like, thing goes with the right. Like, I, uh-huh. I've heard the right lie their asses off about Obama. Yeah. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes Obama a victim of, you know, whatever corrupt media wants to, to say, you know, it's just fucked up, man. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. And uh, it's re. I mean, hopefully, I just don't I, see that going away. I don't see it going well with alternative media. Maybe, but yeah. I mean, less and less people are going to be watching cable news, and maybe that's going to help. I well, I don't even have cable, so me either. I'm getting but, most of my I mean, stuff from. I I still see it uh, as a feed on YouTube. So uh, I mean, people are still watching it. I think uh, a. a part of the problem too is you got a lot of people that are getting their news from social media yeah and so they're only getting that one snippet of what they want you to see yeah and so i, I see a lot of people just sit there and they just copy and just repost some things saying oh look this is a picture of uh whatever you know this person doing this thing or that thing and uh it's not real someone photoshopped it it's like so everyone's just spraying around oh then i hear a couple of weeks later that's a lot of like, that's a lot of the problem this with one uh, person doing this and they're doing that and like yeah that's fake that didn't really happen even if it's a person i don't like i'm like you're lying yeah <laughs> you know and it's still not true yeah they've it's, done enough bad things that you can spread the you know what really happened you don't have to make pro- stuff that's up. a lot of what's going on with the election dispute yeah. too because <clears throat> there's a lot of misinformation going out and i noticed you know instagram and you know, I, I don't, I, I've just noticed Instagram, but they're blocking a lot of shit. Like, yeah. Uh, claiming misinformation. So, but there's a lot of, I mean, it's not all it's misinformation. It's not all mis- yeah. There, there's people testifying to what they saw, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the whole strength of this, uh, this fight that's going on. I mean, not all of it is fake. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, man. But they block it and say it is fake. So you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, that, but then you got this photoshop picture that stays up <laughs> yep yep it's like oh, man. my daughter has uh she asked me the other day damn it i was gonna go in a place totally opposite of your daughter and <laughs> <laughs> okay. no because i just my so my daughter's seven right so she comes home and she's asking me about uh who's gonna be the president and who wins the election and whatever so we're kind of oh well it's already happening and kind of explains to her what's going on and she's like oh okay and so she had her favorite and I'm like, uh, why Why do you want that person to win? You know? And I would have asked no matter who she said. And, uh, so, and it was just kind of funny because my wife and I had, up to that point, had, had not said out loud who we were going to vote for. Mm-hmm. And at least not in front of her. Yeah. 
And, uh, cause you know, we got our own views, our own opinions, whatever. And, uh, so she's like, well, I just want that person to win because, because I think they'll be, a, they'll do a good job. Or like, where are you getting this information from? Yeah, I'm like, you're seven. You know, you don't watch the news. We don't even watch the news in a house. So where are you getting this information from? So then uh, after the election, you know, it's going by, they're doing the whole counting and doing everything that's still going on. So she comes home. It's a few days later, very later in the week. She tells me, I heard that that one guy that's that's uh, going against Trump. What is his name? <laughs> I'm like, Biden? And she goes, yeah, Biden. That's his name. I couldn't remember. She goes, uh, I heard he cheated. And I'm like, well, why do you say that? You know, because anytime she, she says something, I always wanted, well, why, where is this coming from? Why, uh-huh. do you, why do you think this? Why do you think that? Like, what do you think? You know? And uh, and most of the time she doesn't, she has no idea what she's talking about. She just, this is something she heard on the playground, you know? And I'm like, why are seven-year-olds running around the playground talking about politics? You know? And they're, I'm like, they're, they're getting this stuff from their parents. And that's exactly mm-hmm. why we don't talk about this in front of kids. Because it's like, yeah. well, you don't, you don't need to concern yourself with this stuff, right. you know? Yeah. But I'm like, holy crap, I don't remember being seven, and I don't know who the president was when I was seven. Well, future future soldier of the new confederacy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I still have a Facebook presence. I, I still get on there. and I don't post as much as I used to, but, uh, yeah, I get on there, and, and just people are, are posting, like, you know, political stuff about the election. And I understand because you know people people are fired up you know mm-hmm. but i've never heard these people talk about politics in my life like, yeah people i've been friends with for 20 years never once no it's have they talked about politics i like how everyone becomes an, ex- an expert the last two three months of a election year yeah and then that's it you don't ever see it again <laughs> like, yeah yeah and they're not gonna vote mm-mm. two years from now no they're not they don't care about senatorial or any, yeah, any that's. Race. I don't know. To me, I think that's more important. The stuff that's yeah, it your affects local you. Stuff, it affects, affects you a lot directly. More. Yes. Uh. So yeah. I mean, you know, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Nothing. Hear about Oregon? They legalized everything. That's <laughs> nuts. Wow. <isn't> <laughs> Holy just said, shit! Fuck it. Let it all go. Let it all hang out. Yeah. Yeah. That place is nuts anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like. But weren't they like one of the first ones to legalize weed? I think so. Yeah. I think they, they've always kind of been leading the way in that kind of stuff. Like, they just kind of, whatever. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, I've got I've got a conspiracy theory on weed right now because, you know, I partake every once in a while, like every, say, twice a year, you know, okay. just to just to make sure <laughs> everything's on <laughs> the up and up. see what's still out there. <laughs> uh, the cheapest shit you can get is more potent than anything I used to smoke in college. Like... It almost seems like it's it's more psychoactive. Like mm. uh, it's very strange. It's almost like I, I've been drugged, you know. Whereas, no, like you see, like the cheapest stuff. We talking about like like low the grade, re- the regular, regular plain yeah, old, yeah. Okay, stuff they used to grow in Mexico and bring yeah. over the border Some and Mexican and gas dirt tanks. <laughs> Mexican dirt weed. That's exactly correct. Uh, so, you know. It just seems completely different. Mm-hmm. And my conspiracy theory is they're just spraying chemicals on it <laughs> to make you high. Like, like this cannot be just weed. I mean, it it's... Uh, you know, maybe it's the uh, the diesel fuel from being shoved in the I gas know, tanks man. or something. It's I don't know. Seeping it's, through the plastic. It seems like, it seems like uh, packing it away like that would be unnecessary these days when you could just bring it from another state, you know? Yeah, but I think a lot of this stuff they're getting from other states, from like Colorado and California. Like, I don't, 
I don't know that you can get like just plain old stuff anymore. Yeah. I think it's all this weird, crazy, because they got all those uh, pharmacies and stuff out there now. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think it's just all this like weird stuff. It's not just normal weed anymore. So I think, I don't, where do you get normal weed anymore? Who still makes that? You, you know, know? It, it would be interesting for the show if I just smoked and then drug tested myself for like angel dust and PCP and shit <laughs> like that. Cause it, or just acid see what else is or, yeah, cause it's like, man, this cannot be just mm-hmm. THC marijuana, you know, it's like crazy. Anyway, <laughs> I don't, my boss is going to come on here in a couple episodes and, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not good. so what else is new? What else? What else we got going in this world? So I'm, uh, I'm applying for a new job. Are you really? It's still the same company. Same thing. Amazon. But, uh, oh. yeah. Amazing, <laughs> amazing ink. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, it, yeah. I mean, I think we said that in the last episode. We said it was on Amazon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Robots yeah, yeah. It stuff. was just as long as it's nothing. Are you that's, still fixing robots? Yeah, yeah. Still doing the same oh, okay. thing. Cool. And uh, so they're opening up a new uh, new facility. It's actually closer. It's going to be like down Red Bluff somewhere. And uh, so I'm, I applied for a position over there. It, uh, if I get it, it, comes with a promotion. Nice. And which would be nice. Be closer to home. A little more money. No idea what the schedule's like. But, you know, I wouldn't have to be driving all the way to the north side of Houston anymore. Dude. Oh, my God. When I when I tried to get a job there. Uh, you, like, applied at the worst time because they just changed everything as that was going on. I, I understand. I mean. Like, they changed. They were changing headcount. They were restructuring everything. They were, I mean, everything was completely changed. They just, like, they were, were under hiring freeze for, like, I'd say at least two months, if not longer. Yeah. Like, right when you applied. They yeah. said, okay, that's it. We're not hiring anybody. We got to figure out. Amazon's changing the uh, everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Uh, but I was kind of scared to drive that far anyway. Like, yeah, it's it's a you good know, drive. My car isn't like the newest car. It's an 08, <laughs> and the maintenance has been poor. <laughs> my my truck's an 04. Oh, really? So yeah, I literally uh, hit 170 thousand miles. I think this morning. Damn. Yeah. Chevy Strong. How many man. miles did you buy it at? Because mine's at. I bought it at 120. Mine's at like 170 also. Yeah, it had 120 when I bought it, but I bought it after after Harvey. Mm. Harvey, because we had just moved into the new house. Harvey hit a week later, took out my car and uh, the first foot of my house. So, and all my shit that was in the garage, which was most of my shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that sucked. I'm like, hey, we just moved everything in the house. Let's throw it on the front yard. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when I, I went and bought that truck. Cause I need, I'd been needing a truck for a while, you know, so that one was in my price range to pay cash because it was super cheap. Nice. So, yeah. Damn. Paid cash and it's still going. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I bought it from a, from a dealership, but still paid cash. Had a little money from a, from the sale because we sold the old house. Had to buy Jessica a car. And then uh, that's pretty much what I did with my FEMA money. We just bought a new vehicle because I had some friends and stuff kind of helped me uh, fix up the house. At least make it livable, you know? That's cool. So, yeah. So, that helped out. So, I was like, well, that works. This is, uh, we got walls up again so we can get back to life and uh, let me go buy a truck. You know what I just re- remembered? To hit record? No, I was, oh. gonna, <laughs> I was gonna set the camera up to record the episode on oh. video. We'll set it up now. Start well, in the middle. fuck. All right, let me pause. It. All right. Well, that was a rookie move, but uh, it's been a while, so I just got dust the cobwebs off, man. Be all right. Yeah, I'm just knocking the dust off. One sixty-eight. Uh, boom! You got it. <laughs> Let's hope it. so. Let's hope so. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, work. Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah. Ro- robots. Robots. 
Has anything uh, progressed in the realm of robots? No, um, the ones actually the ones I work on, uh, they're kind of becoming obsolete. It's, it's an old generation; they just don't really make them anymore. So they're uh, they've actually been shipping some of the old ones from like older sites to get decommissioned or they get upgraded, whatever. They're sending us some of their old ones, hmm. so we get some and like like the numbers on mine are all uh, all like six digits long, like serial numbers on them. You yeah. know, they have like a we call it a license plate, so we know we just identify which what's what. Yeah, some of the ones we're getting in only have like two. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's a really old robot. Wow. <laughs> like, ooh, I don't want to have to work on that one. <laughs> and so, like, they're not really, they're still making parts for them. They're not really working on them anymore. Another reason why I kind of want to move, like, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of starting to plateau with these. Yeah. Like, there's not really a whole lot more to learn on them just because the software isn't there anymore. They're not really doing a whole lot of upgrades on them anymore. So, yeah. if I go to another site, hopefully they have some new robots over there. Something new just kind of makes you, increases your value, you know? Yeah. The more you know, the better you are. Yeah. Just like with your job. But, uh, like, how much do you think typewriter repairmen make right now? Right now? Right um, now, probably more than probably they did. Probably a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a specialized gift. You got a lot skill. of, I would assume a lot of them are probably replacing, replacing keys. Because yeah. those Etsy people that yeah. just pop the keys off to sell oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Keychains and necklaces, you, you know. Want your, and, you want your name on a bracelet? <laughs> um, go destroy this 200 year old typewriter. Man, <clears throat> that, that just, brought something up into my into my brain uh i'm stuttering now did you know i stutter now no uh i I finished my coffee and i think there's lead in it Uh (laughs) shit you gave me one too (laughs) you said you wanted it do you use tap water it's probably the pasadena tap water i do but i have an under the sink filter oh there you go there you go it's uh it's concentrated lead (laughs) um when was the last time you changed the filter though says it's good for six months and it's been seven uh i just found a fossil like i I already had it but i lost it (laughs) because this place was a fucking wreck and uh and i was upset when i lost it because i was like you know i'm not gonna mention any names but someone actually dropped a fossil and uh i was like damn it you know so and so (laughs) (laughs) this thing made it uh you know, 60 million years until so-and-so just happens to drop it. And, you know, what if it, what, it didn't break. It's basically oh, a good. rock. But, uh, yeah. Then I, I went ahead and lost my very special fossil. So, and uh, somebody, so-and-so dropped it. Uh-huh. It survives the fall. And that, then that was it. another fossil. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I and thought, then, like, it lived through all that, then you lose it anyway. <laughs> it was about, you know, three inches long, the one that got dropped by so-and-so. And, uh... The one I, I misplaced <laughs> is about that big, like the size of a, a bird egg or something, you know? Wow. No, you and, say uh, that big, you mean this <clears throat> big or this big? This big. That big, okay. Close circle. Oh, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I found it uh, yesterday, and uh, I was very happy that it was safe, and uh, it's a pretty cool fossil. I'll show it to you later if you want to see it. Yeah. But, uh, oh, here it is right here. Is it that egg-looking thing right there? It's an egg-looking <laughs> thing, but... Uh, Oh, wow. It comes apart in the three pieces. Did it always come apart? In three Here's pieces? the animal. It's what like a little trilobite. That's awesome. Yeah, he's curled over. And huh. a little so, piece he came in. Is that like an egg? Do those things come in eggs? No, I think it was, it just, just, it was just it was just chipped away to that shape. Um, whoever found it. Where but damn, that thing from? I bought it from a friend of mine. Nice. And uh, wondering if there's any value to it. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one like it. <clears throat> Oh yeah, that's one of the three things I have that are really old. But I was happy that uh, I didn't lose it after all. 
not very interesting to people listening but uh <laughs> my uh so i have a buddy of mine and he yeah. got married to uh he, he, this family he married into they've been uh i mean I, I don't know the entire story but from what i remember the family's like been in texas since like before it was texas like mm-hmm. they've just been here forever you know when it was tejas i guess right it was still mexico and a bunch of white people living in mexico <laughs> but they uh they uh so they are have they, like were they Mormons? The <laughs> I don't, I'm just I don't kidding. Know. I don't. They maybe. <laughs> uh, not you mentioned that. No, I have no idea. They um. So they have property like all over Texas, right? A lot, all, a lot of it's kind of been like central Texas out that way. And uh, so they, we, I was helping them do some work on this this house. They have this old farmhouse from like 1800s, and uh, they were like cleaning it out. There's a bunch of like just like raccoons. Nobody's been in the house in like 30, 40 years. Yeah. And so we uh we were cleaning it out. And because they wanted to kind of fix it up and start living in it again, like bees had took over one of the walls. Like they had to cut out part of the wall to remove all these bees, and wow. raccoons were just everywhere. And it was just we we're sealing up the house. And anyway, whatever. He just asked me for some help, and he's like, "I'll give you some cash. You can wear, help me out, move a bunch of heavy stuff. Then we get to play in the river." I was like, "All right, why not?" You know. So anyway, we go out there. And we're checking it out. It's pretty cool. There's no power, no nothing. You know, no running water. It's just this old farmhouse. Everything's overgrown. You know, we're busting ass. Well, then right down the road, a few miles, they had this, like, it's like a, uh, I guess it, it kind of looks like a gym, like a school gym, you know, just a big warehouse like that. Yeah. But you open up the bay doors and there's like, a, they have, they built a kitchen, they got like some bunk beds built on the wall, and they got like a living room and like ping pong table and like all kind of, like, it's just kind of like a clubhouse, you know? Yeah. You know, they had a little paved road and everything get down there. Well, they had another one further down the road, like not too far, you can see it from where we were. And so we ended up sleeping in that one overnight because it had the beds and everything. And then the one right down the road, he was telling me uh, he didn't have the keys. We couldn't open up for me. But he said, that's where uh, everything was underwater. You know, like where we were was all underwater at one point in time. And so that's about where the water ended was there where we Mm -hmm. were staying. So they would, they find fossils all the time. And he said they actually found a T-Rex skull. Oh, wow. Like out there. And so he, they have one in that warehouse, like it's in a big glass case. And he said that whole, that whole little warehouse just looks like a museum, but it's all their own private stuff. Hmm. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. That is awesome. So, I mean, wow. if, if you want to sell that thing, maybe you could talk to them. <laughs> no, I want to sell collection. <laughs> I, I just want to know what it is and, and how old it is. and If it has value. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, My friend died, but they gave, oh, yeah. sold it to me. So. Sentimental value is worth yeah, a I mean, lot more. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. Well, yeah. I think we covered a lot uh, just for the intro. You want to get some news? Sure. All right. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. So, this is from September because that's when the last time I did an episode. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, man. There, there's this. Uh, nobody cares about Jeffrey Epstein anymore. Do you notice that? Yeah, like, I noticed that. It just kind of they went away. They arrested uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, and now it's like completely out of the news. Mm-hmm. Um, there are conspiracies going around that that she is informing on a, a lot of people, uh, and they're I guess U.S. Marshals are closing up a lot of these uh, human really? traffickers. Yeah. Um, I can't confirm that because I haven't really done any research on it, but that's what I've heard. So maybe she's contributing to that. I don't mm-hmm. know. She's, she can still rot in hell, but, uh, 
anyway, she was she and Jeffrey Epstein were were connected to Prince Andrew of the royal family. Uh, watch this show get deleted. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's almost. I mean, they're the he has become like the black sheep of the royal family since all of the scant since he w- he had that interview with the BBC and he just completely tanked it. Like it was, you could tell he was being shifty and like just fumbling everything. And did you see that interview? I didn't see that interview. Oh, okay. I heard about it, but I didn't get the chance to watch it. I mean, he just looked like a complete fucking moron. Like just made him made. They asked him he, tough questions. He exposed. He, he exposed that you know this whole royalty thing that that they have in England uh, doesn't mean you you know. You're you're appointed by God because of your blood, <laughs> supposedly, but it doesn't mean that uh, you're smart, <laughs> yeah, or you've got you know any credentials to to keep yourself out of trouble. Anyway, uh, so th- this uh, Prince Andrew guy was photoshopped out of the hundredth birthday of uh, what's his Prince Philip, the Queen's husband, which I don't. I thought if you married a queen, you were a king, but I guess that doesn't really happen. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? If you marry a queen, it doesn't make you a king, but if you're a king and you marry someone, you're automatically a queen. <laughs> yeah, that is... I gotta look into that. That yeah. seems like it's against the rules, somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Uh, when I was reading that article, I like how it says he was he was uh, airbrushed out, not photoshopped out. Yeah. <laughs> like, do people still airbrush? I do, in England, do they still use film and not uh, digital photography? It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I guess it's still you know technically thing, in Photoshop, <laughs> it is the technique is airbrushing. No, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, <laughs> maybe it's because the sun. It's the sun, and if it was the U.S., they would just say Photoshop. Because isn't that like oh. a I don't know like a European newspaper? Yeah, yeah, right. it is. Um, yeah, they're on the metric system and all that shit. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember why this was such a crazy story at the time. You know, it's, it's, you can, and this is like from a, a podcasting perspective, if you go back and listen to like a show a year ago, you know, you're going to hear some weird shit and it will be news, but it's going to be stuff you don't know about anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll do that some like, uh, when I'm trying to like find a, like I'll be at work and I'm just trying to find a podcast just to kind of kill time just to have something playing in the background whatever yeah and yeah I'll, I'll do that i'll just kind of pick up from like i'll just go back to the beginning it's from like three or four years ago it was like episode one yeah and i start listening to it and i'm like what the hell are they talking about yeah like what that happened and then i look it up I'm like oh yeah i think i do remember this whatever yeah. happened with that and it just goes away sometimes so it's weird especially when you're talking about the news and i don't know i mean there there are a few stories we're going to talk about that happened in september just a couple you can fast forward if you want but uh because of what's happening right now that shit doesn't matter at all you know and you know the same with the whole epstein murder thing like people just aren't interested in it generally Mm -hmm. anymore and i think it's the conspiracy people that are probably going to keep that alive i mean there's still conspiracy people talking about 9-11 yeah and uh that was like 19 years ago right or 18 something like that anyway i mean that's what like a one yeah 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 so nobody's gonna i mean most people are gonna stop talking about epstein but 
a lot of people are going to keep that shit fresh because we still don't know what what happened yeah and we still don't know what's going to happen so whether you know international news covers it or not we'll uh we'll keep you updated <laughs> uh what else we got oh uh what's his name samuel jackson. samuel jackson that's right he's uh schlepping capital one the most the high uh interest highest interest rate credit card i know of um is it really i think so yeah wow. fucking hey economic slavery still slavery uh elon musk promises demo of a working Neuralink device on friday so this is august of uh this year and he actually did it um i did not did you see a video on this no because a lot of this i was looking up on my phone and that was kind of part of the problem was i was looking up on my phone and i had the kids running around excuse me and uh so you know kids are running around so i'm trying to read and uh, hey don't put that in your mouth stop yeah. your sister you know <laughs> and so that's how people get electrocuted yeah uh yeah so some of it uh i meant to go back and look at my computer and some of it i, I did have a chance to and some of it i didn't so i am not uh as well prepared as i hoped that would be for today yeah <laughs> i plan on doing a lot of this yesterday because like all right got the data myself whatever i ended up building the bed so yeah that took up a lot longer than i thought <laughs> Yeah, no shit. I mean, okay, I, I, Kia, I, was, man. I don't have kids, but uh, I do have other shit I was trying to do. Um, so this this is weird because this was written before the actual demonstration. And, uh, you know, a lot's happened since September. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell actually happened. Uh, I think it was successful. I think they sent a signal to some like a pig or something like an animal and it, it was successful but i have no i i could not tell you what the actual test was <laughs> or anything like that so i don't know exactly what i do know so did they send the signal from a human to a pig <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i don't know because like does it translate that into pig language or <laughs> the pig just like what the hell is that i don't know man or is it uh, from some sort of device supposedly this this device hooks into your brain and it allows you to communicate ideas, thoughts, words without having to vocalize them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if this is, I mean, this is going to be successful. They've already done all the basic science for it. Mm -hmm. They just have to put the technology into application and it's pretty scary. See, the way I kind of thought it was when I was reading, but again, I was a little distracted. The way I was reading it, I thought it was kind of more like a, like Alexa, but instead of saying it out loud, you just think it. You Not know, necessarily like me and you sending things to each other, but like... I didn't think I could be more terrified of this idea until you <laughs> brought in Alexa into the whole thing. You know, because that's, that's the way I thought it was. Like, you just kind of sit there and you're like, hmm, I want to listen to this song, and then it turns on. You yeah, know? I Which mean... it kind of happens sometimes, you know? Like, you think of like... Yeah. The restaurant, and you look you're what in, the hell? Yes, you're in an algorithm for sure. And they're getting better and better at mm -hmm. it. Uh, so now if they could read your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Dang. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all for marketing. Yeah. That's it. Because people are people want a .001 bigger piece of the pie. They're going to hook directly into your brain. And you're going to, I mean. It sounds kind of cool, but it's kind of creepy at the same time. It's, creep, no, it's creepy as fuck to me. I mean. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to. So the vision of the future where advertising uh, is king of reality, <laughs> which it kind of almost is now. Uh, I don't want to be 
talking to you right now in a commercial break and think <laughs> and think after this i need to i need to do laundry and like this fucking i see a tide bottle and a price underneath it like right as i'm looking at you i don't want that fucking kind of world where i'm looking at stuff and like i'm seeing prices and fucking yeah like can i afford this like you know there's <laughs> like, like there's a, bit, a budget for you, you know like well yeah like there's the tide bottle of price and then your budget is yeah, down here and, like and just you still have credits. you still have 28 dollars in your account Man. you can or creds yeah social creds you know bitcoins <laughs> uh government you know uh basic income you know <sighs> it's just i feel old mm-hmm <laughs> Because I know this shit's coming, and it scares me. And yeah. I don't think... You hope you die before it happens? <laughs> so no, you don't have to deal with no, it? No, I, I definitely want to live a long time so I can watch the world burn. But <laughs> I do think that, you know, with age and being able to, you know, comprehend what people are like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some good people, some neutral people, and there's some very fucking bad people that do not give a fuck. Yeah. And will fuck you up yep. and fuck up whole countries. They're Just not going to give a shit. Well, no, it's for the profit. The point well, oh oh one yeah, yeah. cent. <laughs> well, I mean, some more that they can make. Uh, I mean, this it's really it's like every. Game. Thank you, man. Checking this stuff it's down. uh, it's like uh, you know, GI Joe. You mm-hmm. don't want Cobra to fucking Mm-mm. Cobra's bad. You don't want Cobra to be running the government. You know, they'll infant- infiltrate and. Uh, Try to take over your mind. That's what this feels like. You know, if it fall, if this technology falls into the wrong hands, you know, there's no, no turning back. There's no James Bond out there trying to save humanity. Uh, maybe there is. Maybe there is. I don't, I don't know that guy. There's bad guys. There's got to be good ones, right? <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one, seen too many one movies. would hope. Um, so this is also from August, uh, and nothing is happening. Uh, NASA is tracking a vast growing anomaly in Earth's magnetic field. Did you read this one? Yes. It's pretty crazy. It is. Because I know for a fact, I mean, okay, so this doesn't have exactly uh, the implication of a um, EMP, mm-hmm. but Neuralink would not be a problem. Uh, also, you'd be out of a job. <laughs> yeah. Robots would not work if... Uh, there was an electromagnetic pulse. Well, maybe I would natural work even or, more because then have to fix the robots. What are you going to fix it with? <laughs> Unbroken parts. <laughs> First, you have to fix the generator <laughs> at the power plant. The stages. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's going to be years before you get to power your tools to power that robot. Yeah, I think at that point it wouldn't matter because I think a lot of people would be out of work. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if money would matter. Probably not. You couldn't use ATM. The government might be handing out chickens. <laughs> right? <laughs> for eggs. Because uh, it's a bartering system. You might have to starve to death. Um, but yeah, this has happened before. Haven't mentioned what happened. But uh, they're talking about a pole shift, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, since I listen to Coast to Coast, I'm basically an expert on <laughs> Makes sense to the me. flipping uh, magnetic poles of the Earth. Um but yeah, if this happened, and it's happened before, uh, a lot of things could change. Uh, Compasses would start pointing the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there. I, I heard about a... There was a shift in, in the magnetic poles to, like... It wasn't even one degree. And 
planes, like every plane system of of air travel, mm-hmm. had to uh, readjust. Wow, where everything was because if a plane started here and they were half a degree off, they're gonna end up a hundred miles yeah, away from the totally airport different. they were supposed to land at. So I don't know. This is that kind of interesting shit? Uh, so it's called the South Atlantic Anomaly, uh, and it's like a dent in the Earth's magnetic field or pothole in space. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but, uh, I saw that part. I was like, pothole in space? It doesn't, huh? it doesn't generally affect life on Earth, but the same can't be said for orbital spacecraft, including the uh, International Space Station, um, that pass directly through the anomaly as they loop around the planet at low Earth orbit altitudes. Uh, during their, these encounters, the reduced magnetic field strength inside the anomaly means technological systems on board satellites can short-circuit and malfunction if they become struck by high-energy protons emanating from the sun. Okay, so basically, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to panic anybody or, you know, this shit has been going on for months, apparently. Yeah, nobody's uh, noticed, so I think we're okay. But there, there's like a giant hole in the magnetic field and it moves around right i think so i, I thought that's what i was reading because i was thinking the uh i was wondering if that was like the Bermuda triangle like did it just move down oh i don't know you know maybe that's <laughs> that's part of it it <laughs> just moves around <laughs> uh-oh no uh i don't know man i can't say that uh i'm an expert on this article <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's interesting. Maybe we should uh, look into this some more. Yeah. Is there anything you remember about the article that? No, I, I read most of it. I pretty much everything that, that you said. Uh, as, as about as far as I made it, I didn't make it to the very end because then kids. But uh, yeah, don't stick that seeing... fork in there. <laughs> yeah, like God dang it, I'm never gonna read. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember the, the whole pothole part and the the uh, the international space station. I'm saying it could affect that. I'm like, well, how's that affect if it's like a pothole? Because like, you know. I, in my mind, like a bottle or driving a car, boom. Is that what's going to happen to the space station? Is it going to like dip and then. Is the space is station. Gonna... Is the space station inside the magnetic field? Well, it's in. I don't because know. Because why is it getting protected? I mean, it, it orbits the Earth. Other than gravity. that. Other than that spot, it's it can be bombarded by protons from the sun? That's just crazy. Yeah. I don't. Reading this article just led to more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I am more ignorant than I thought. <laughs> Uh, I thought I was a sun expert. Uh, anyway, so next article. This is from November. Yeah, this fucking month. Uh, no, actually, this? no. This is today, and the this is June nineteenth. <laughs> June nineteenth. So this article, I, I'm I'm like fascinated by China right now because I really do think that they are our biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. As I mean, they've they've set themselves. They've done a fantastic job. Of setting themselves up to be, you know, the le- the leader of the world. Yeah. And I can't say the free world because that's not really what they're all about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in what China's doing, um, especially with their military and their economy and how they're treating other countries around the world. Um, so, this article's called Six Wars China is Sure to Fight in the Next 50 Years. And... A lot of it is China trying to recapture its, you know, one-time, 
I mean, they're just trying to put together territory that they've they've had in the past. Yeah, they're just and, trying to reclaim what they say is theirs. And it's really interesting <clears throat> the way the way they sell this to their own people mm-hmm. as you know, it's it's a disgrace that these parts of the world don't belong to us still. Yeah, and you know, you know, I used to joke like, uh, I don't know if this is PC, but. Uh, but is this show really <laughs> not really uh uh you disgrace our ancestors you know like uh that shit is real yeah like they i think the majority of of uh a lot of asian populations believe that you know mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting how the chinese government is using that as propaganda to basically start wars with yeah. You know, That's how they justify small, it. Yeah, with small countries that they used to have as their territory. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, it's uh, okay for us to go clobber on these people smaller than us. This this already belongs to us. We're just getting it back. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and, people are just supposed to be okay with it. <laughs> and it's really interesting uh, when you look at like Hong Kong. You know, Hong mm-hmm. Kong was its own thing under as a British territory, and then you like a hundred years or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and England gave it back. Uh, I don't remember what they got back for it, but it's like they just turned over the keys for yeah, I think randomly it's something like, like that. And uh, they said, "Well, we're done. You can have it back." <laughs> but then you look at what's going on with Taiwan, and they actually do not want to be part of China, mm-hmm. and they want their independence because they're a very uh, capitalist country well they they also uh taiwan and china compete a lot don't they for because they do a lot of like electronics and things like that so they want because i remember that's part of the article too in it there's yeah like right there the sec was it the second part of it phase two of the war is to take over taiwan because they don't want to compete with taiwan right so and that's yeah taiwan but do they really i mean taiwan I, I don't see any stickers made in taiwan i used to when i was a kid mm-hmm. but I, you know China looks ahead fucking 160 years. years. I mean, this yeah. article goes like for like 65 years or yeah. something. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe they are just looking ahead and they want to move on it now rather than later. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think like is, is Taiwan, I mean, just the size of Taiwan compared to China, how much of a dent in their economy are they actually making that China's like, hey. Right now, nothing. Right. Hardly. hardly. They, they shouldn't be even be able to notice it. But yeah. they're like, no, no, you can't do that. We need to take over. Yeah, and I think... So I don't think it's even about money. I think it's just the fact that this used to be ours. We want it back. And this brings up a thought that I just had right now. Like, is that why China is supplying North Korea with everything they need, basically? Because, not because they're communists, but because if there was a joint uh, Korean country, mm-hmm. they would be double the strength of what they are and you know korea south korea has a lot of technological power mm-hmm. to produce stuff so i don't know maybe that's competition that they're holding at bay you know yeah they're getting, uh, they're just setting up for the next phase yeah was that like phase three or four in the <laughs> in yeah their plan pretty interesting article. yeah but uh, have you heard anything about the what's the what's the first part of the war who are they trying to take over um it is Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. It's in 2020. Of okay. Taiwan. Have they, you heard anything about the, that? Yeah. Yeah. But China's like, though they're messing with Taiwan. China right got pissed off because I think it was Trump who congratulated the newly elected president of Taiwan. 
Mm-hmm. They saw it as a big offense that they even acknowledged that Taiwan was its own country. Wow. And which it's not officially, but the call was made to congratulate the new president. Pretty weird, man. Yeah. I mean, that would be like, uh, I don't, there, I can't even think of another example. Like, <laughs> like if, uh, Cuba called Mexico's president and we're like, hey, Mexico's our country, you know? Right. <laughs> and like, they're not, they, they're totally their own thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. They call it the unification of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, the second one is the uh, reconquest of the Spratly Islands. I, di- I don't know what the Spratly yeah, Islands are. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. And it, I think it even shows in there like the map wasn't available. Because I was like, well, maybe it'll show what that They're is. They're too tiny. So <laughs> they don't even show up on the map. No. Um, but it sounded like, uh, actually, we're right before I got here, I was eating lunch with Jessica. And uh, so I, I gave her the laptop. I was like, read this to me while I'm eating lunch, please. <laughs> She's I like, need both okay. hands for this hoagie. And, uh, right. And uh, so she's like reading it to me and I'm doing my best to pay attention because I got ADHD. So I'm like, oh, wait, what? I'm supposed to be listening. <laughs> and uh, she's she was even struggling with to read the article because she's like, this thing is like, it's not. She goes, it was translated and it wasn't translated very well. Yeah, she goes, yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to like fix it in my head before I tell it to you. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Welcome to so, journalism. Shout out to my lovely wife, Jessica, for Help me out. Shout out to Jess. <laughs> Reading stories to me while I'm eating lunch. But um, yeah, she was saying the same thing with the islands. She goes, there's there's no no picture. So here. are these the islands that are in the South China Sea? Um, I don't know. It said, I remember it said in there, Southeast Asian countries. It's Vietnam, Philippines, and under the, under the table. What? <laughs> Who knows, dude? Yeah. But I've never heard of them. I do know that. There are these tiny islands in the South China Sea that China wants as their territory, but they're they're like outside of the country. They're in international waters, mm-hmm. and they want to cut off uh, that waterway. And the U.S. has sent a fleet to those islands yeah. to make sure that that doesn't happen. There's no blockade or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I see it right there. So China can build the ports and place troops on these islands extending the influence into the pacific ocean so they're just trying to make sure they got a way in and out they control it who's coming in who's going out so at one at one point i think they landed a bunch of uh c-130s or something like that maybe even like maybe something else i'm not sure this is coming from a shitty memory but uh (laughs) they had to take off again and you know forget where they landed but uh they were within distance of, uh, like, you know, missile bombardment of this wow. small island. So they were like, we can't stay here because if, if shit gets hot, then they'll be annihilated. And we'll, it, we'll be at war with China. So <laughs> they, uh, they decided not to do that. What else we got? Oh, we got a... Let's do some murder and mayhem real quick. All right. <laughs> Dude, okay. Did you read this? I read it, but I didn't. Um, I think that the original link you sent me didn't have that murder mayhem. It was just the link to this guy, and I was like, "All right, so what, right. what's the deal with this guy?" <laughs> okay, so but I remember. I, was, I do remember this guy. I, I remember this happening. I was watching uh, like boxing highlight videos. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm working on uh, drawings for my job. Uh, 
I like to play stuff on TV and I just let I, I look for something on YouTube, I play it, and then I just let it let it fucking go. And somehow they they knew me. <laughs> and they knew, hey, I think Gabe would like this story. And they they uh they showed me Evander Holyfield versus Riddick Bowe at Caesar's Palace, uh in 1993, November 6, 1993. So, Vander Holyfield, badass boxer. Uh, Riddick Bowe, he was good too at the time. And uh, the fight had to stop because mm-hmm. this guy named James James Miller, a.k.a. the Fan Man, parachuted with, you know, a fan strapped to his back into Caesar pa- Caesar's Palace. I guess it was an open arena. And uh, landed, like, almost landed in the uh the boxing ring yeah didn't he like run into the side or something he got really close he he got super close and just seeing this live recording on tv was fucking pretty incredible uh did you see the video no but i remember i remember this happening i remember being a kid and when this happened and uh watching it on the news my mom was like look at this and we're watching i was like holy crap like why is that guy doing this i don't know the guy just kind of came out of nowhere and crash into the thing well he had been doing this and uh he did it at a lot of live events and uh this one time you you ever seen a guy uh i don't know maybe you're not as sick as i am but uh <laughs> try some, some guy parachutes and accidentally or on purpose lands in an alligator farm yeah well this guy lands front row maybe yeah front row at a fucking boxing event where people are basically there to see a savage beatdown go down and Mm -hmm. they participated in one because they beat the living hell out of this guy until they they dragged him away unconscious like on a stretcher and they beat the shit out of him and you could see he wasn't even fighting like he just landed nobody got hurt (laughs) he just landed and people got pissed they just beat the snot out of him uh one guy hit i I want to say the guy, he was wearing a helmet, thank God. I mean, he could have been killed. But somebody hit him with something. It was like a phone or something. Like a telephone. Yeah, old phones, yeah. And uh, I don't remember what he had in his hand, but uh, after that, he just went fucking limp. And they continued, like, kicking him and punching him. And uh, well, he probably got a bunch of drunk people that paid a lot of money yes, to watch a fight. Yes. And this guy does it, so of this they just get pissed off yeah and and fucking these two boxers are just sitting on the (laughs) ring watching watching like what the fuck you know what's going on and uh you know and i've seen the meme lately you know play stupid games win stupid prizes Mm -hmm. i mean you gotta take that (laughs) into consideration (laughs) uh whenever you parachute into a a a savage event like that you know like i can't imagine somebody parachuting like, what did he think was into like happen? an octagon or something yeah you know or say uh that uh the conor mcgregor versus uh 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 khabib uh Nurmagomedov, that that crowd would have probably torn that guy to pieces because it was just so fucking crazy yeah you know they already had you know major fights going on in the crowd without some guy parachuting in <laughs> do they still have open arenas yeah yeah they they had one in uh, Abu Dhabi recently mm. um, on Fight Island or whatever they call it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the guy's lucky he lived. But Fight <laughs> Island isn't actually an island. 
Huh? I heard Fight Island isn't actually an island. <laughs> it's a man-made island. Is it? Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Like if you if you look into it, like they they planned out, they built this thing. Abu Dhabi is so fucking rich. Like I can't even imagine the kind of things that they can do if they wanted to. You know, like they built an island. Like it's made a freeway out in the ocean and built an island like right there. <laughs> and uh, everything is uh, quarantined. Like they have different. Like they can lock you on one I mean, side of the island or the other. Yeah, it's like these mini hotels for these fighters camps that they they're completely separated from so have, like, everybody teams they're provided with food themselves. you know luxury accommodations it's crazy it's crazy That's and, awesome, and they though. have to stay there for well when this was happening they had to stay there for like a week before the fight or something like that but now that testing's so fast i don't think that's the case anyway this guy's dead he uh he fucking died anyway uh they didn't beat him to death but uh how did he die? Let's see. Okay, so he fucking disappears. This is the uh, this is the interesting. I mean, one of the interesting things. Um, on September twenty second, two thousand two, Miller was reported missing after he disappeared earlier that morning while driving to the wilderness. Uh, his car was found near the Resurrection Pass Trail in uh, Chugach <laughs> National Forest uh, in the Kenai Peninsula. A search was launched, but was suspended on October 13th. On Mer- March 3rd, 2003, a group of hunters bushwhacking through the woods on the peninsula found Miller's decomposing body. An autopsy revealed that Miller had hanged himself from a tree. Uh, police said they believe Miller had chosen the re- remote location and veered deep off trail in hopes that his body would not have been discovered for years, if ever. At the time of his death, uh, Miller's girlfriend was pregnant with the couple's first child. She gave birth to their son shortly before Miller's body was discovered in March 2003. Uh, that was depressing. Yeah. Um, I had a kid come in and wow. killed himself. What? what goes through people's minds to do that, man? I don't know. He must have been in a lot of psychological pain from something. Uh, that's why anybody does it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, his suicide had not become widely known outside Alaska until the latter part of 2003 when ESPN went searching for him to film a sports center feature to be shown during the 10th anniversary of his stunt. Wow. Man, you get known for one thing and then... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was depressing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what Murder and Mayhem is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's a little bit of shock and a little bit of uh, complete depresso. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Let's do some, uh, friend questions. Moving right along. Okay, so, Jose Tapia says he's here. Interesting. Uh. <laughs> yeah, ring the bell. Then you did? Happened. Oh, my doorbell's broken. That's, yeah, because my, my wall fell off, anything. by the way. Uh, your wall fell off? My wall fell off. Yeah, I had a leak in my attic and, uh, <laughs> destroyed some a wall of sheetrock so gotcha. no big deal no big deal at all. you have extra walls you'll be fine yeah i got i got the four main ones mm-hmm. um fucking instagram changed on me and now i can't find shit they didn't change too much but let's see okay so id kid who is uh lance what's his last name i want to say lance bass but that's completely wrong <laughs> 
Uh, Lance, that, that sounds right. That Lance sounds really Martin. Familiar. Lance Martin. Is that your last name, Lance? Uh, he asks the question, which is not a question. It is just a couple topics. Uh, Dyatlov Pass, comma, Black Hope Horror, comma, 774 through 775, Carbon 14 Spike. So this all has to do with nothing. I mean, just some crazy fucking topics. And uh, we're going to go through them because they're just fucking nuts. Did you read these? Yes. Awesome. So I'd never heard of any of this stuff. You know, the carbon-14 thing seemed a little familiar. But you know what? This is the kind of... This is the kind of activity I want from people that listen to this show. Like, if you if you know of something, anything weird that you want us to look up or uh, do research on, we're not going to do that. But we will <laughs> skim over an article and pretend to be experts on, on yeah. the subject. But uh, the stories that he sent, the topics that he sent were really interesting. And uh, we're going to cover them right now. Uh, thanks, Lance. And uh, he's going to be on the show... Probably next episode, if not two episodes from now, depending on if we take another break. Uh, mysterious radiation event of 774 might be a little less mysterious. Everybody loves a good whodunit. Well, don't I? So, a study in Nature, uh, I think that's a magazine, right? Uh, identified a previously unknown and very large spike in carbon-14 around the year 774 A.D., it raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, this radioactive isotope of carbon is created when energetic particles from beyond the Earth uh, transform atmospheric nitrogen to a form of carbon with two neutrons more than most common isotope. Uh, so carbon-14 is, is a method they use to identify the age of something because everything is everything on Earth, I think, all life on Earth is based in carbon so yeah. the amount of radiation that reaches everything uh can be measured by a certain amount at a you know uh through time mm -hmm. that's how we know you know the extinction of the dinosaurs happened 60 million years ago you know uh because they can carbon 14 test layers of the earth as well as stuff that used to be alive yeah so that's what that is and uh so there was a spike uh, in 774 AD, and this covers why. Okay, so there was an unusual phenomena. Phenomena? Did it? <laughs> what is that song? Uh, <laughs> phenomena in the heavens that might have triggered the surge in carbon C. Or what is it? 14C production. Yeah, that song stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and something like this should have been hard to miss. Uh, so when a college student from UCSD, I don't know where that is, uh, found a record of a, quote, red crucifix in the skies over Britain in that year, uh, Nature published this note. Um, the original report published by researchers, researchers from Nagoya University in Japan involved analysis of Japanese cedars, uh, because of the carbon-14 in the atmosphere varies over time, researchers often pursue records that variability uh, to increase the accuracy and precision of radiometric carbon dating. Uh, three rings provide one of those records. Tree rings. Tree rings. Three? Tree. Hmm. Tree rings provide those records. Uh, when the researchers 
sifted through their data, they discovered an unusually high amount of carbon-14 in rings from 774 and 775 AD. I'm losing it! Uh... <laughs> And did something, uh, some thinking about <laughs> what could potentially have caused it. Uh, there were a couple of possibilities to consider. One was a solar flare, which can be, uh, which can launch charged particles into the Earth's atmosphere that generated carbon-14. Another was a nearby supernova, which releases large amounts of gamma radiation. Take it from here, Jose. <laughs> so, uh, from what I know about this, when they do with the tree rings, they drill that big hole. Take a big core sample. Yeah. And so it sounds like they did, what, Japanese cedars or something? Uh-huh. So they pull it out, you know, and you can see what's happened over time. You can see fires. You can see different things that have happened just by, by the rings. And, yeah. uh, you know, some are bigger or smaller. See if the tree grew faster or slower. And for whatever reason, you can tell what was kind of going on. Drought, fire, hurricane, kind of whatever. You saw things that changed yeah. in nature. So they're finding a large increase in, was C-14? Yeah. And uh, during that year... And so that's a big mystery because they're like, well, why was there so much radiation that year? Yeah. And it's it's so weird that like a supernova mm-hmm. from another solar system like would be strong enough to yeah. burn I mean, the trees but not kill everything. Well, no, not burn <laughs> it because, yeah, you I know, guess, nothing nothing was harmed. It was just uh, but it background was, radiation increased yeah. by a noticeable uh-huh, amount to show up. Yeah. So all these years uh, later, so there was, you know, this, this has happened before in recorded human history. Um, in 1859, uh, there was a thing called the, the Carrington event where the largest solar flare happened in, you know, recorded history. And, uh, you know, at that time there was no electronic technology. Mm -hmm. So we don't really understand what could have happened to, you know, uh, technological civilization. If that had happened, like right now, we'd be fucked. Yeah. I mean, it's it was such a big solar flare that you know supposedly it would have knocked out everything. Like we would have been horse and buggy, fucking yeah. churn your own milk. Uh, we'd all become make Amish. your own cheese. <laughs> yeah, you would have been fine making your own beer, but uh, it would have been hot beer. Yeah, and uh, that's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you like hot beer? Not really. No? I prefer okay, it cold. cold. All right. Uh, you're welcome to stay. Uh, so the Japanese group believed it would be large enough to cause a mass extinction event. Well, I hadn't read that part, Jose, so... Oh, well, I guess I read the article. <laughs> I was more prepared for this one than you were. Yeah, oh, definitely <laughs> you were. Uh, you should have seen this place before you got here. Um, the results are consistent with modern biological effects, uh, reduction of primary photosynthesis in the oceans and increased risks of erythema and skin cancer but no major mass extinction level event as implied earlier they were huh interesting so isn't there enough shit to fucking scare us now i gotta worry about a massive solar flare fucking solar <laughs> flare man shit. are those predictable i don't or think you just so. kind of like oh shit there's well one. yes because you know Within the time of me starting this podcast, there have been uh, uh, increases in solar activity, mm-hmm. and people have been scared of a solar flare. And it seems like it seems like they're kind of predictable, or maybe you know not a hundred percent, because you know 
people have been worried about this for a long time. Like, but scientists. even if they're predictable, I mean, is there anything we can do about it? Not really. You can't just put up a giant shield and no. deflect the solar flare. Not at this kind of oh, maybe. Well, uh, here it comes. What is it? Chemtrails will help us out. Maybe. But, uh, that means we have to breathe fucking aluminum air. <laughs> well, maybe the solar flare will burn up the aluminum and then we don't breathe. In, oh, yeah. Then right? we'll just get hit by shrapnel in our yeah. brains. Uh, nice. It hardens the aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of uh, cans falling from the sky. There goes the insurance industry. Um, just another reason to call. Yeah, man. Solar flares. <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, you can get insurance from that. Um, that would probably fall under acts of God, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's see. As for what appears to have occurred in 774, all options are back on the table. If there was a significant event and it was caused by a massive solar flare, it would behoove us to learn all we can about it. So first uh, they thought it was a supernova that caused it, and then they went back and said a solar flare made a lot more sense. Right. Because it didn't have a big of as an effect as a supernova would have done. Really? Yeah, that's the way I was reading it, at least. Like, because if it was a supernova, would have caused all that, killed a bunch of stuff, and affected the water and everything. And like, just the radiation would have affected a lot more. And it's not like since it was more isolated in just kind of that one area, because they couldn't find it anywhere else. From as far as I know, it looked like it was just like that those Japanese oh, okay. cedars that really hit. So that's what they think it was just a solar flare. That's the thing about a solar area, flare because the they're not enormous. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to the Earth, the sun is enormous, but uh, solar flares usually, I mean, for it to hit the Earth directly, that's that's astronomical odds, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think we've just been lucky for the most part, because it's not like, you know, a massive solar, I mean, that could happen. A massive solar flare just shoots directly at the Earth, yeah. but, you know, it's... in space, you're looking at, you know, infinite possibilities of, of the direction mm-hmm. of something like that so it's uh it's possible just not likely correct um let's see just like a asteroid hitting the earth mm-hmm. i mean what happened with that one that was coming towards us Did that passed us did by it like you know because i didn't hear much about that i remember i heard it like i might have actually heard it on your podcast <laughs> i was like oh shit i forgot <laughs> oh, about that asteroid you poor bastard uh <laughs> that's where i get my all my knees <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean uh it's crazy because the shit comes out of nowhere. We don't really see it until it's like disastrously mm-hmm. close to us. And if it if it did hit, there wouldn't be anything we could do about it anyway. You gotta send uh, Bruce Willis up there so he could save us all. I don't think I don't think there's I don't think there would be that kind of time because they come they're traveling at you know half a million miles an hour. You know they just come up on on our solar system and then they're gone. You, you have know? to be ready to go like right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, we don't even know how to how to do anything about it. Okay, so... I didn't read this one. You didn't? No. Oh, man, this is so cool. I saw you click on it, and I was like, I don't did know. I get this one? <laughs> you know what? You didn't read it. I'm going to save it, because I want to talk about this. Houston, Texas? It's in Houston. What the hell? It's in Houston. How did I not see this one? And uh, it sounds super fucking cool. It seems like you could just go there and fucking hang out and... Uh, I'll take my video camera or something. I don't know. You're invited, of course. All right. Yeah. But uh, do it on a Tuesday when I'm off. I have a uh, I have a high blood pressure, so <laughs> <laughs> you might have to carry me somewhere. Uh, get ready. Get the wheelbarrow ready. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna say that one. Thank you, Lance, again. Um, 
This was crazy. Did you read this one? I didn't read that one either. Oh, man. How did I not get these? Should I save it? I don't I'll know. I'll save it. Well. I read the parachute guy like three times. I kept clicking on the scene. I think it's what it was. <laughs> I kept trying to click on this one. I kept clicking on that one. I was like, God dang it. I already read this guy. Oh, okay. Well, something might have messed up on the document. No, I think um, it's a lot of it was just I was distracted. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I kept trying to find my spot and... So, uh, in the dead of winter, a group of students set out to trek the Ural Mountains. Uh, their frozen bodies with inexplicable inju- injuries were discovered in locations that compounded the puzzle of how they died. The Datlov past mystery spawned dozens of conspiracy theories which have endured for 60 years. Uh, Lucy Ash traces the group journey and tells their story through their diaries, photographs, and letters. Man... I think I'm going to save this. Yeah, that's kind of a lot to go through. If you want to look it up, people listening, uh, just look up Dyatlov Pass and uh, check it out. I'm going to cover this on the next episode because it was super interesting and whatever. It is what it is. Uh, did you read Solar Warden? Mm, I don't know. Which one was this one? It's uh, UFO Hunters claim Solar Warden is a fully operational, top secret, black budget, space program no i did not read this one all right well you're lucky because i did and we're gonna go do some tenfold tirade but you know what before we do that (laughs) uh i forgot brennan also asked um a friend question he asked what's funnier damn it what the fuck did he say (laughs) shit Sorry, guys. One second. Which is funnier, Donald Trump contracting COVID-19 or Elon Musk contracting COVID-19? Needless to say, Brennan's not a fan of either of those two people. No Uh, way. So which one's funnier? I would... I think I'd have to go with Donald Trump on that one. I gotta... Yeah. As as much as he's been kind of talking about it like it's fake, it's not real, it's nothing to really worry about, and then boom, he gets it. Yep. And even then, he's just like, see, I'm fine. Everything's cool. Yep. Look somewhere else. Now, if Elon goes to Mars with a colony of people and they get COVID-19, that might be funnier. Yeah. Because <laughs> how do you quarantine on Mars? Nope, you can't. I mean, there's not going to be just stay in your spacesuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. With a separate oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, before we get to Tenfold Tirade, I would like to take a pee break. Yeah, that sounds great. I need one of those, too. <laughs> Okay, much better. Empty bladder is always better than a full one. Um, oh yeah, tenfold tired. Here we go. So, we've covered this before. I don't know if you heard those episodes, but uh, when Trump created Space Force. Mm-hmm. There was already a Space Force. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious um, because the Air Force and the Navy don't know about the Army or the Marines, but I I don't know that they had anything to do with space. But, like, Air Force already had a Space Command. Uh, The Navy, I mean, they had satellites and stuff that they were in charge of. But, and, you know, there was that X... X tw- XB29 or something like that. Uh where it was like a mini space shuttle, mm-hmm. but it looked it was a drone 
and for some reason when it lands people have to wear radiation suits around it it's super weird uh but that thing that thing goes up and it stays up for a long time oh so anyway the topic is solar warden and the conspiracy around solar warden is that america has a fleet of ships already in service and and that's been around since fucking the 80s yeah uh, when did they start the uh, the Star Wars program? Was that back in like the 80s? The 80s, yeah. So that's probably when we started the Space Force. <laughs> well, Star Wars, uh, I think, was a satellite mm-hmm. weapons platform. That's what uh, I thought. But the people that run it, would that be the Space Force? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this article is, is talking about like ships mm-hmm. and like a whole space navy, you know? And obviously, that's a little hard to swallow unless you take into account, you know, other clues that could be put together uh, that say, you know, we've had the technology to do it for a long time in the black budget programs that have been going on since the 70s, you know? Yeah. Uh, Really, the 50s. Um, So, Solar Warden basically assumes that those programs were very successful and... In secret, we built stuff that could fly and take off into space from the Earth, you know. Uh, Let me, I'll I'll just read some of this and and it'll give a better idea of what I'm talking about. Um, Let's see. It looks massive in that picture. Like, how do you get something like that into space and nobody notices? Uh, Do it at night. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Do it at night in the millions of acres of uh, dead space that the government owns. Um, okay, so, uh, let's see. I don't know who's saying this, but there's a quote that says, These programs exist and are known as special access programs. Uh, from these, we have unacknowledged and waived uh, SAPs. Uh, these programs do not exist publicly, but they do indeed exist. They are better known as deep black programs. In 1997, a U.S. Senate report described them as so sensitive that they are exempt from standard reporting requirements to the Congress. Um, so, you know, every year the budget, the budget of black budget projects is pretty fucking, uh, pretty high. Like mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars goes into the black budget programs that we know of. Yeah. Uh, there is money that goes into the military budget that isn't accounted for every year. I mean, you know. The clues about something uh, existing, if you wanted to put the puzzle together, are there. I mean, the pieces are there. You know, you got you got a trillion dollars missing from the Pentagon on nine ten two thousand one. Donald Rumsfeld says that, and then nine eleven happened the next day. Uh, You've got the the chief of uh, Lockheed Martin um, Black Budget Project uh, Skunk Works is what it's called uh i forget his name i want to say ben rich but i don't think that's right um so in in a uh he he said his quote is we can send et home you know yeah i remember he's the head of skunk works black budget project of by lockheed martin i don't know what they're working on supposedly there are sightings of um you know aircraft that are too big for you know helicopters to to look to keep them in the air or you know they're too 
uh, structurally rigid to be blimps. You know, it's just some strange shit has been seen. So this, I mean, plus the Phoenix Lights in 1991, mm-hmm. uh, is you can't explain that shit. I mean, it's wasn't it not too long ago they were uh, like what the they released these, some footage like the Air Force. Oh, like tracking the Tic Tac UFO. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like they just kind of like, okay, this happened. Yeah, it whatever. Went from, go bunch uh, of business. Ten thousand feet to one foot in like a split second. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like maneuvering faster than yeah. any plane we have can do. Yeah. So I mean, there is shit out there. We don't know if it's uh, alien aircraft or made by humans. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm on the fence. I mean, I I admit my thoughts about UFOs are pretty out there. But uh, supposedly, I mean, this this article uh, just talks about Project uh, Solar Warden. Um, and I think it's the term uh, refers to a secret space program, which is being funded by secret black budget. Uh, Some might say that uh, it's a secret space fleet, military operation in space and Solar Warden are the results of an overactive imagination or a science fiction novel. Others believe it is real, and society is being widely deceived through the years. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I where, just, where does that shit come from? You I know? just saw one the other day, and uh, looking at that, that picture there, uh, which is a weird picture. Why is there so much writing on it? You see all that? Like yeah. Somebody wrote all that. Oh, just weird. Um, but I saw one just the other day, and they were talking about some plane they saw, and it was triangle shape, like that, flying through the air, and everyone thought it was like a, a stealth. Like a you know stealth bomber, but yeah. like, what it's not shaped like a stealth bomber. It has that same kind of similar shape, but it's not one because it's some whatever. And so it was like some weird thing. And this was recently. I want to say I saw it like last week. Hmm. I just remember where the hell I saw that. I was like, I think I've seen this plane. <laughs> <laughs> They're always testing uh, new stuff. Like I've seen, I've seen some weird shit flying around uh, Ellington. You know, mm-hmm. uh, mostly experimental stuff that isn't too out of the ordinary it's fucking weird seeing uh apache helicopters Dude, flying just the other day you're talking about you're saying yeah because so, yeah, i live right there i'm right right down the road from yeah. Wellington. we're outside i think we're actually picking up the uh we had a halloween party so we were picking up all the halloween stuff like the next week <laughs> and uh so you know taking out the decorations whatever and uh so we had some stuff around the trampoline and so i was climbing up on the trampoline and pulling off all this like danger tape whatever my wife put up there and uh I hear helicopter coming, which, you know, you see airplanes and helicopters are always flying over. So I'm, I'm kind of by hobby, but right by Ellington. So things are always flying over the house. And you hear it, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a regular helicopter. I look up, and there goes one Apache. And we're like, oh, shit, you see that? You know, and my son comes running out, and he's all looking, oh, helicopter, helicopter, you know. And he's all excited. And then I see like four more come by, and they're like in formation. Mm-hmm. My wife and I just look at each other like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Like, why are they all flying? Like, they're, obviously, they're going towards Ellington. They're but, going to fight. Uh, King Kong or Godzilla. All right. Like the Japanese release all that nuclear water. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, shit, it's happening. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about this kind of stuff before. It's just putting a name to that uh, that project, you know, Solar mm-hmm. Warden. It's just a fucking crazy name. But, you know, having a Space Force as a legit branch of the military that, you know, I even forget that it exists. Yeah. You know? You don't hear much uh, about it. All it's doing is probably put, putting legitimate public money into a program that's already existed for years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some of the UFO stories that that I know of can be, I mean, 
can be attributed to something that's being tested, you know, yeah. and uh, technology that's that's being tested. And, uh, you know, once you look into the Phoenix lights and you just take it one step further, you know, in your imagination. Yeah, it that, isn't. That's crazy shit. And, like, that was passed over with no, nobody gave a shit. You know, it was just, like, a news story that came and went. Yep. And uh, that. No follow-up to it. Just. No. Oh, this thing happened. And the follow-up that was done was it made it into a joke, you know? Yeah. Uh, when there's film footage, there's there's people that witnessed it. And, unfortunately, in the 90s, if you film something at night with your camcorder, it's going to look like shit. shitty quality. You don't yep. know. You can't tell anything. And, uh, I don't know, man. It's worth looking into. It's worth uh, thinking about because, you know, legitimate people have talked about it. You, all you have to do is, is look for a little while and uh, you'll find it. Oh, it was Ben Rich. Okay, so this quote. Uh, Not every discovery has been announced. Um, let's see, we have things out there that are literally out of this world, better than Star Trek or what you see in the movies. We already have the means to travel among the stars, but these technologies are locked up in black projects, and it would take an act of God ever to get them out to the benefit of humanity. Anything you can imagine, we already know how to do it. And this is Ben Rich, the second director of Lockheed Skunk Works, and uh, he's a legit human being, and kind of trusts the guy's word, you know? Yeah. He's uh, pretty close to all this stuff, so I'm sure he knows more about it than we do. Yeah. Or it could be something to scare the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've already... We we can take... We can go to space. No problem. Um, Okay. So, it says, The space fleet, hidden and unknown to the public, operates under the U.S. Naval Network and Space Operations Command, uh, formerly Navy Space Command. Uh, there are approximately 300 people involved in the project. You know, this this reminds me of, uh, oh, there was a kid, he had Asperger's, he hacked into non-secure computers at NASA. I forget his name, but he was charged for espionage, I think, and I think England, he was in England, and England wouldn't give him up to the U.S. But in NASA, there was... What was that? I touched the mic. There was, I was like, how's this little screen <laughs> thing working? I touch it. I'm like, well, don't do that. There was, it keeps shocks from, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so this guy hacked into NASA computers that were non secured and he found like personnel files of mm-hmm. people that were, uh, in a folder called off world, um, personnel or something like that. It was, it was real weird. And, uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a yeah. hundred pieces to the puzzle. If you take each of those pieces a little bit further, there might actually be something out there, you know. And Solar Warden, I think I think that came about in the '90s. Like I can't think of uh, when I first heard about it, but it was just something something really interesting to think about. Oh, Gary McKinnon. Okay, fuck. Uh, so Gary McKinnon found his way onto classified files of U.S. Space Command. He said that he had found a list of officers' names under the heading non-terrestrial officers. Uh, it doesn't mean little green men. 
what I think it means is not Earth-based. I found a list of fleet-to-fleet transfers with a list of ship names. Uh, I looked them up. They weren't U.S. Navy ships. Uh, what I saw made me believe they have some kind of spaceships off-planet. There you go. I mean, you can talk about this shit all day. Yeah. <laughs> but who really knows? You know, it's like so hard to fucking believe. And, you know, in the past, I've I've read all the shit. I've listened to podcasts. I've listened to like, Coast to Coast. I used to believe, and I, I don't even want to say believe, but I let my, I let my imagination uh, run with it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just so hard to prove or disprove. Yeah. I mean, because... There's so much video footage, eyewitnesses uh, to stuff that doesn't make any sense by conventional standards that you can't really say this shit doesn't exist. Yeah, I'd so like, uh, I try not to. Almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, I try not to look too deep into this stuff because, like you're saying, I mean, it, you don't have it's to go very far. Thing. Yeah, and it it goes deep. Yeah, and so you you look up one thing, it leads you down to something else, and what about this? And you it, you start connecting dots, and you're like, wait. Are these actually connected or am I just making this? Am I making a connection? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you would think it's a little that, freaky sometimes. You would think that it'd be harder to make yes. a connection. And it's not very hard. It's I mean, not hard at all. <laughs> 20, 30 minutes playing because, on Google, you find yeah, all yeah. kinds of things going on. Yeah. Except for who's president right now. Yeah. No, I can't <laughs> find that. Nope. All right, man. Uh, you got anything you want to tell people about before we head out? Um, I got a shout out to my wife if that's cool. Go for it. So, uh, shout out to uh, Jessica Tapia, my wife. She, uh, if you need a haircut, go visit her at Sports Clips. There on, you go, uh, League City. It's the uh, the one in front of the Kroger, not the other one. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Shots you gotta fired. go to her specifically because <laughs> the other, I heard the other one's not very good. Okay, probably because she's not there. Uh, what about your beer thing? <laughs> my beer thing? Um, no, I guess I'll if. Is it a public thing or? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, what 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 beer thing are you talking about? I got more than one beer thing. What? Wow. <laughs> okay. Like my. Um, Send me your calendar. Boy. Right. Jeez. <laughs> you can make a calendar, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, I mean my my beer stuff just kind of just just me doing things. The uh, we have a homebrew competition, but that hasn't been announced yet. If that comes up, I'll okay. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was talking. Yeah, because I don't have a. Uh, we don't have a set date, and I'm not sure with all this COVID. I don't know what's going on with it just yet. Like we just had elections for my club, and the whole thing had to be done online through like Skype and email, and people just texting in. <laughs> it was kind of silly because that was like a. Uh, How big's your club? There's a, there's a few hundred people, but oh wow, yeah, we're a pretty big club. But most of the time, like if you go to a meeting, there might be thirty people there. So like active members. There's a lot of people that are on the roster, but if you don't pay your dues, they don't consider you an active member. Mm. You know. So it just, I don't know, it depends Depends on the day, I guess, how big it actually is. Interesting. Yeah, it's been around for, I don't know, 27 years or something. Wow. Yeah, been around for a while. Some good beer out there or no? Uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some good ones like and there's some bad say, ones. Like you can say, nah, there's, there's shit out there. Well, there's a few guys that are actually part of the club that uh, that have gone off to start their own breweries. Oh, like, really? Uh, yeah, like uh, Saloon Door down there in uh, Webster. That guy, uh, the brewer out there, he used to be part of the club. And um, there's one in, uh, excuse me, in Pearland. Called uh, Valentin's. The guy's name is Val, and he started with his son, so hmm. Valentin. <laughs> That's cool. And he was part of the club. There's a uh, Backfish in Pearland. That guy used to be part of the club. Hmm. Um, they dropped out of the club whenever they, they started their. Own they thing. they show up every now and again. I think they're just kind of they're they're brewing beer all day. They don't want to have to come hmm. and talk about beer afterward oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, there's another one too. Um, 
Cranky Britches. Bill started Cranky Britches, and I think he started working for TBR after that. They that one kind of they just the guy got tired of doing it. And I think he sold off the business, and now they're operating under uh, six wards. Hmm. And it's, but it's the same brewer, and his assistant brewer works was part of the club too. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it's that's it's, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They're most of them most of them all down on the south side. That's where where the club's at. Where the Bay Area Masternauts, if anybody's interested in home brewing. Hmm. So that's yeah, cool. look us up, check them out. All right, awesome. Uh, okay, well, that's the show. Thank you to uh, nobody. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks to LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, if you want to promote something that may or may not happen in the future, uh, go to LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code I Wanna Suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. You can also contact them by email at info at LoneStarButtons.com. We're also brought to you by <gasps> Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Never get tired of doing that. Uh, if you're looking for home, auto, flood, or whatever floats your boat. Uh, give Jess a call. She covers the entire state of Texas. Give her a call at 281-607-5263. She will shop uh, for a great policy at a great price. We're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. Uh, if you're looking for an art gift or some jewelry or some zines, uh, go to etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's Treasure. That's D-E-S-T-R-O-S Treasure. And uh, also, if you want to take part in the show, you can comment on various social media posts announcing a show's coming up. Or you can send an email to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. I think we're going to get a phone line, and I think we're going to start streaming live. Uh, So that should be a lot of fun. Um, We're always looking for more uh, communication from our listeners, so do that. Uh, okay, that's it. I got nothing coming up because COVID has shut down all of my side money making, uh, you know, side hustles. So, uh, I got nothing. Uh, if you want, if you want a logo or a website or something, uh, I am a graphic designer and a, I call myself a graphic artist these days because I do a lot of illustration work, but I also do graphic design. So, uh, I guess email gabrieldeter.art at gmail.com get in touch with me if you need any work done and that's that gently go fuck someone just a small town